Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 15. It's 15, Steve. 15. It's flying by these. They, uh, they are. The weeks are going really quick, aren't they? <laughs> With getting downloads are going up really, really well. Yes. Really chuffed with the downloads. Oh, that's marvellous. People must be enjoying it. Yeah. Well, long may it carry on. That's absolutely, what I say, absolutely. We've we've just uh, we've just finished recording the the midweek. Yep. Not so midweek podcast. So I hope you all enjoy that. At this point, you would have already listened to it. I hope. <laughs> so, how are you, Dad? Are you good? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Another, another good week, Steve. Been very busy this week. It's been a busy week, hasn't yeah, we it? Have yeah. New new exercise on its way, folks. Absolutely, yes. The yeah. Red Rock exercise. Uh, no, and another one. And another exercise. Ooh, two. Sh- oh, shouldn't I say anything? About we won't that? say that one then. <coughs> <laughs> You'll have to edit that. We're out, mean, so. aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's lots, there's lots coming and we've got, we've got plenty to discuss today. So, every week we start with a story. So, what are you going to tell us about today? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do today. I'm going to tell you how square drawing came about. Now, now we talked about we square drawing. We have talked about square drawing what, early on in the podcast. Yeah, right? that's right. How, what it's all about, what square drawing is yeah. and how to use it. But this is how it started because it's fascinating. When I first started drawing, obviously I was drawing freehand. Didn't have drawing aids then. And when I got into doing painting more seriously in the very early 80s in watercolour, I realised that I needed a little more precision, especially in street scenes and buildings and bridges, you know, the things that needed a little bit more expertise. And just freehand wasn't really good enough. So what I used to do, I used to have my reference picture alongside me and and alongside that, uh, lined up with it, was my watercolour paper. And what I used to do is, is use a rule or a ruler. And I used to measure, say, it was, say I had a little church that I wanted to put in my landscape. I'd measure the church, say it was an inch long. And I wanted this to be a bit bigger on the watercolour paper. Then I'd say, oh, it's one and a half inches. And then the height, I'd say, oh, that's three quarter of an inch. Uh, I'd make that one inch. See what I mean? So I'd work it out. Now, you can imagine how complicated this was getting. So you had to manually scale up your reference picture with a ruler. That's right. And then put it onto the paper. It got worse than that, though, Steve. (laughs) What about perspectives? And what I used to do there, I used to put the rule, bear in mind my reference picture, and my watercolour picture were lined up, okay? Yeah. Carefully lined up. I then put my rule on the, say, the church, where it was, you know, the perspective was falling away. I put it on that line, and I'd move the rule very carefully across to the watercolour and put another line in. Can you imagine how this would go? <laughs> I can't believe that. I did. This is how I did it. Well, I was a stickler for detail, you see, and precision. I got very used to this, although it took me ages and ages that to would do. Take you forever. Oh, it did. It took a long time to do. But bear in mind, we're only talking about the, the buildings, the, tr- the trees, the distant hills. All that was done freehand. I'm talking about detail, so it's only mm. the detail. Right. Well, uh, when I got to the watercolor and started watercoloring, bear in mind this was on the watercolor paper I drawn this. It was okay if I if it worked out, but what if it didn't work out? I had to scrap it and start again but not just start the watercolor again the whole process of drawing it again so i got a bit peeved with this so what i thought i would do is i'd save my drawing and how i did it instead of doing it directly on the watercolor paper i did it on cartridge paper so i did the same thing but i did it on cartridge paper 
So then when I transferred the cartridge paper by means of a carbon uh, onto my watercolour paper and I messed up, I still had the original drawing. Uh, yeah. The reason I'm telling you all this is quite important, the, the sort of stages that I went through. It's a stage. development process, isn't it? it very much so. You develop one and then when I, the, next, the next stage came when I wanted to do the animals and more intricate portrait work. Because although I was using all this measuring techniques and, you know, the, and the perspective side, that doesn't work to molded animals. I can, I can imagine it's a bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many straight lines with animals. No. <laughs> so what I did then, I, I then thought, well, I know. I remember I saw a grid system being used many, many years ago. I'd never used it myself, but I thought, I wonder if that would work. So I got a sheet of perspex and I drew lines on it with a black marker pen, one-inch squares. I put that on my reference picture and then on my cartridge paper, I drew lines accordingly. Now, if it was going to be the same size, it would be one inch. If it was going to be uh, one and a half times, it would be one and a half inch. So the squares would be that big. And then I started drawing what I saw through the transparent picture from my reference picture onto that. What we know today, basically, or the, uh, this worked really well. And I thought, wow, this is good. Anyway, I carried on doing this with my animals and my portrait work. And then I started using it for street scenes too and found that it worked even better for that because perspectives on square drawing works even better than the rule did. Now, anyway, that, that, I carried on with that for a while and then someone saw me doing it. I can't remember who it was now. I think it was Paul Harris, the, who's to do with the Artists and Illustrators magazine. How did he see you oh, using I, that? Was it? You know, well, that's what I must have done this at a show yeah. sometime. I must have actually been doing it. Deliberately, or just just on the side, just thought, oh, I've got to do that. I think it was probably on the side, and I did it. And so he said, "What are you doing?" And I showed him what I'm doing. He said, "You know what? You ought to market that." I said, "No." He said, "Yeah." Well, I thought about it. I thought, well, "Why? Why not?" So I did. So I developed the square drawing that we know today, or the grids that we know today. That's what I developed. So I developed those, and then I went and put a whole lot together, and then got someone to make it up. I, did, I know it was down in Romney Marshway, which is quite a long way from where we it are is, here. It is, yeah. But that was the only packaging company that I could find that would actually put it all together for me. Yeah. Anyway, 2,000 square drawings I oh brought home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're thinking this better work. Oh, no. <laughs> I I'm not going to. I'm not going to sell these anyway. I think it was two, two or three years. I sold them all. Really. And then I decided not to do them again. I'd revamped them, and so far they've been revamped three times since Have that, they really? that early time. What what kind of revamp were you thinking oh, when you... Oh, I knocked out... I, well, the, the biggest revamp was the carbon. I got rid of the carbon because I used to include a carbon, a black carbon in the square drawing right. for people to use. But I discarded that. Because you didn't think people needed oh, well, it? Or they, they no, had they their didn't own. need it. But, and Transtrace was coming in anyway. And right. the other reason, Steve, which is probably more important than all, black carbons were very, very difficult to get hold of. I'd already lost two companies that I'd worked for. They, they discontinued them. And in the end, the carbon that I managed to get hold of was, a, was horrible. I've right. got to say, it was horrible. It was mucky. So I didn't want to do it. So therefore, we, um, we discarded it. And interestingly enough, I was going over records the other day, and the square drawing in two, 20 years ago was £4.95. Yeah. Today it's four pounds seventy-five. Oh 
Hold on a minute. That's a bargain, folks. So in 20 years, in inflation, your square drawings are now cheaper than they were. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, the reason for that, the reason for this is that the, obviously the content, and we've, we've streamlined it, and we do everything ourselves here. So it, it, you can do that. You can cut it down and cut it down and cut it down. And you know I've got, you wouldn't believe that, but just alongside me I've got three orders for square drawings so, to go out. So it just shows you they're still they're selling still, like that. Still, well, for cheaper than they were 20 years ago, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so get your square drawing, folks. Yeah, yeah. why not? Blimey. Well, I thought it was an interesting story. It's interesting yeah. to see how these things develop. Absolutely. And also, that if that if that chap Paul Harris hadn't said to you, that's a really good... Once again. You wouldn't no, have even no. thought about it. Fate plays its hand again, doesn't it? It does. Fascinating. It is interesting. We're, we're learning that, aren't we? That's well, right. I'm learning that through my life, but you already know that. Okay, moving on to some questions. The first one I have here is from Debbie in Australia. She must have commented, I think, on something that you've done because she says some very interesting techniques showing us how to use several layers in the background, which does bring the artwork into balance and completion. It is a tricky process and one which requires a lot of practice and patience. I just need more hours in my day for that extra practice. Thanks, Colin. That's all right. Well done, Debbie. So you, you said in your reply here that you're so right that you say when plenty of practice is the key to success in this technique and this practice with that confidence grows. As I add more and more backgrounds to pictures I post on the members' site, you'll be able to practice all of these with my instruction. At the same time, practice your own. Each one you do will improve your techniques. Yes. Because that's with reference to backgrounds and layers and things like that. Because a lot of people struggle with backgrounds. They do. They do. With what layers, how many How many layers are yeah. to put on. We seem to keep touching on this, don't we? And, and you can see why we do, because it, it, it creates a lot of confusion with people. And it it keep, and it will carry on rearing its ugly. I say ugly head. It's not an ugly head at all. It's very important for people to get as much information as they can. Um, but yes, backgrounds are tricky things. The, the the biggest problem is when the customer wants to do their own background. They've got their they've done their doggy or their pussy or their horse, and they know oh, now what do I do? And how how difficult can it be? Mm. And it is hard. I recommended, always have done, recommended that you go simple to start with. Just keep it dead simple. Just one colour or two colours. Just put the basic white or ivory or light grey or pink if, if it's a flowery picture. One of those colours to start with because they're very good base colours. And then put a colour or to into that mm. rub it in and keep it simple because it builds your confidence in surely as well very much so yes. the more pictures you do and, and it looks okay simply you can mm. say okay I'm now going to try a little bit more that's right see, that's see what right. that produces uh, what will surprise people is when I first started I didn't do backgrounds at all not the first few animal portraits I didn't do them really? Bec- and I had the same problem you see that these people uh, our customers are having yeah. and I had the, and uh, but I thought, well, no, that doesn't look right without a background. So I did what I advocated now, and yeah. that is start simple. I put a very simple background and then gradually stepped it up to what you know today. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Debbie, in Australia. Another comment we've had on uh, Renoir's girl holding a, a bouquet in Pastor Pencil's YouTube video, which is up on our YouTube channel. <laughs> this chap says... 
<laughs> touching on something that we were talking about last week. He says, don't try to do that with Derwins. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's commented on your Renoir that. portrait and said, don't try and do that with no, Derwins. No. And that, that brings us back to what we were saying about last week. You know, right. Not that we're slating Derwin, but it's the fact that the kind of results that you can produce mm. with Faber-Castell's. When well, you imagine getting hold of a pencil and you're, you're, you're just starting to put some very intricate work on, what's going through your mind? I hope this don't break. I hope this lasts. Now, that shouldn't be going through your mind at all, should it? Mm. But that's what does happen when, you're, when you've got a, a, a product that is not, you're not really confident with. Mm. And that's Derwent for you, folks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it, it, well, it's the truth, isn't it? It's, mm. it's what you're saying, isn't it? So I'm sure there's people out there that would agree with you with, that have tried Derwent and, yeah. and have experienced the same thing. So I thought that was interesting. Another one we've got here is from Orit Greenberg. And they say, Hi, Colin. As you suggested on Twitter, I'm writing to you via email. I was wondering if you had any tips to prevent smudging. I am left-handed, and I think that this makes it even more challenging as I hold my pencils in a way that allows for them to smudge. Do you have any tips for me? I can, I can sympathise, because most of people, when they look at me, I'm right-handed, and the majority of people are right-handed. Now, you get a left-handed person trying to do what I do with right hands, it's not going to work. Mm. You've got to work the other way. I used to have quite a few people through my classes who were left-handed, and I used to say to them, look, uh, don't start there, start there. Start in the opposite way. It doesn't matter. You're still no. doing the same thing. And that's one of the reasons. When you're trying to... It's like me trying to do my work left-handed, yeah. moving across the picture. You, you can't do it. And I can understand where he's, where he's coming from on that one. So, so rather than working, if you're right-handed left to right, you would work right to left. That's right. When you're doing a picture. Absolutely. You go across the other way. You work what's comfortable, really. You shouldn't have a problem. None of them, Once I pointed this out to my classes and my students, they didn't have a problem with it. Mm. So I think you're fine. It'll be okay. Okay. Okay, good. Well, thanks for that, Orit. There's another thing I need to mention quickly is we have undergone a redesign of the art store. And I finished that. Was it? Oh, God, what was it? Oh, a couple of days ago. Oh, was it yesterday? <laughs> Do you know? I can't remember. I don't know. It. It's done anyway. It's done. So check out the art store and let us know what you think because it's always great to, to get feedback and, and find out how, how well people find it. Uh, you know how user friendly it is because the art store you know it, it, i needed to expand it because mm. we've got mm. we've got a lot of products on there so i wanted to i wanted to make that a bit easier so we've had um, a redesign and actually we've already had a very kind email come in from veronica who says about the updated store website wow very impressive really good the way it all opens up now what more can i say what a different world we live in now compared to when your your dad and i started out as reminded to you uh, by him on your podcast as always wishing you every success all the best to you veronica so she's seen it and said you know nice things and we've had some really great testimonials come through as well so thank that, you to yeah, everyone that's, that's great i'd those. like to mention Anne, uh who's uh, might still be in hospital i'm not sure she was going into hospital and she was she said i'm going to listen to your podcast while i'm in hospital to cheer me up oh. and, and I, so get well soon get Anne. well soon Anne. Thanks for listening, and uh, I hope this cheers you up, this podcast. Perhaps uh, the one before as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? We have a lot of fun. I hope you have a lot of fun with it, folks, as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of uh, another podcast. 
for this okay. week. Well, next week, Steve, you'll be winging way back from London. I will. Yes, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would have been my first on. first week. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening and keep the downloads coming, keep the comments coming, keep asking us questions and keep fueling these podcasts. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Shame I couldn't tell him about that other exercise, Steve. You know, the one about...